Welcome to Argue Bros, the podcast that gives you multiple perspectives on today's hottest topics. Hosted by Nico Pingin, Fred in Progress, and Jess Freeman. If you're looking for some inspiration from and for normal people, or simply want to know the bros a little more, you better open up your mind to the fresh perspective that's coming your way right now. And now, thank you for joining us on another episode of Argue Bros, where we got Fred in progress in the building. Fred, say howdy, howdy, how we doing tonight? We got an episode that's going to be very casual. It's going to start with some very basic stuff because uh, I realized that Argue Bros functions well or best as a form of conversation and dialogue, not so much the back and forth. Uh, with that being said, yo. Jeff Bezos is going to outer space. My guy literally took the dream and the desire that every like five to 10 year old kid used to have, or the majority used to have about wanting to be an astronaut. And he literally created enough money to financially circumnavigate the government and not having to go through any of NASA's protocols and procedures to be able to go to outer space. And it's kind of funny because he, since he created the company, it's like he's doing, he's going for free while everybody else has to pay like 2.5 million man you know what i'm thinking about while you're saying that just now i was like now what he really needs to do him or elon musk is work on cryogenically genetically freezing everyone and mainly him because like imagine we're gonna work on space and everything but we're gonna it's gonna be a few generations before it's like legit like I can go to other planets and they got like little compounds and stuff that we built up or something, you know? And so I'm like, what, what needs to happen is underground secretly, Bezos, if he's not already doing this, needs to somehow figure out how to freeze his body and mind so that way he can wait to the future and then actually wait about 30 to 50 years, come out like Futurama and Fry. That's what they need to do. I, we, need to, we need to see how we can prolongate human life through freezing people. Because then... Only then, when science actually catches up, we can actually go to space and explore some shit, and it not be like, "Oh wow, space is dope." And about sixty years from now, space is still gonna be dope, and no further along. And let's just say you believe in space. I, I, I don't want to force space down anyone's throat. It could be just a theater. Who knows? But you know, in your case, that's kind of, you know, like think about it for a moment. In order to cryo freeze effectively who's going to be the one solving the problems in order to get to that moment to be able to travel because think elon musk jeff bezos and the other individuals who well, are I said doing secretly it, you can't tell all the smart people i know but think about it if these top-notch individuals all go into the bunkers and freeze themselves out who's going to be carrying out the missions to get to the space Oh, no, 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 no. I'm just saying for Jeff Bezos alone, leave Elon Musk and all of them. Let them, we can't have all the smart people. And I'm saying, if I'm saying that if I was Jeff Bezos, I'll say I had the money and the smartness, I'd be splitting off half that on the ground. Be like, yo, Amazon, cut a little 5%, cause I know we like a trillion dollar company and move that into cryogenics. We're going to get some special scientists. But then also my question about the veins. My question would be, at what age would be rightly so to do so? Like right now, this moment, 
or you know wait another five ten years and accidentally disappear or accidentally die i say five ten years because i think with 10 years of accelerated focus on that i think they can make a viable product of some sort because science is so far it's just if we focus on a task with enough money at it it can be solved to a certain extent mm -hmm. if it wants to be solved like there's so many problems that could have permanent solutions but it just makes no monetary sense to do so like I'm pretty sure there's I'm pretty sure out there we could have came with curious a lot of diseases that we have currently that we just choose not to because vaccines are easier and pills and medication is easier I mean yeah I would say not so much money but more so focus on problems will be able to allow solutions to come forth like one of the things that we currently have going on is presenters for hire which is this company that we're going to enroll pretty soon in the future uh near future hopefully uh where we essentially learn as much as we can within a reasonable amount of time usually within a week or so uh on a given topic enough information to be able to speak upon and teach upon to others as if we were at least intermediate if not experts in the field and it's one of the things that i realized that if we can focus on problems then we can think of solutions which is what i think that uh, jeff bezos and elon musk are trying to do they're trying to solve the problem of humanity is going to pretty much destroy themselves and try to become a multi-planetary species being capable of launching on the moon to mars and other subsequent planets wherever they may find it's just you know an unfortunate thing when you think about it though that if the light years is as the scientists depict, then that means that the moment they leave to go to other planets, time here is advancing so much. Like literally time is advancing so much, but in outer space, it's so slow. And it could be crazy. Like this is just my mind going wild and with theories of relativity of science and fantasy, because I'm a writer too. Uh, wouldn't that also mean that there could be humans right now traveling to other planets and time is just speeding by so rapidly, but for them, it's so slow. Like we're already accomplishing great feats on other planets, but because the time distortion is so completely different, we can't, we don't know what's happening right now. We're infantile when it comes to space. We have no idea what's going on. Yeah, we just know, we know the bare minimums. The rest we got to figure it out through over time and effort. I'm like, again, I know there's other people who are like, um, why devote so much money into space when Earth is so shitty? <laughs> just like, <laughs> they ain't wrong. We could have solved so many, like we could solve all this plastic pollution if we wanted to. Like even people with no money in, in, in like Africa and other places are like, we can make bricks out of plastic. We can do this with plastic. They're creating so many different products and stuff out of all our waste and we just got rid of our waste and then um had more uh groceries and produce and stuff farmers mm -hmm. and stuff man there's so many things to be solved but i mean i i ain't about to do it. it's a lot that's a lot of money time effort and work and it, it, and it requires a conglomerate group of individuals because in reality ain't nobody trying to focus on it. everybody got their own issues they're worrying about I mean, but when you start putting into perspective that there's money to be made, people start turning heads. Is there really money to be made in, in fixing Earth's problems, though? Because if there was, um, capitalism would have fixed it already.
but it's that people haven't figured out how to make money effectively yet like there's a there's a lot of companies out right now i believe that are trying to make plastic cleanups in the sea oceans um financially adept to be able to clean up all the plastic waste above and underwater without harming the sea life and you know after every so often they're going to turn the plastic into renewable stuff which mm. which would mean that they're trying and there's multiple companies not just one that they're trying to actually make recyclable affordable and helpful to the planet uh, all i know is the future is bleak in my opinion you see like because we're, con- we're just walking group. forwards as a humanity with like blinders on not not worrying about our future problems like there's this group right here called the ocean cleanup while they being found- led by zombies <laughs> we're like making decisions for the future generations when they're gonna die in like 10 years should have died eight years ago like my god i think it's like 80s like- and 90s in the congress like what is this foolishness like nigga, do you even know bro you were around before cell phones i'm pretty sure almost yes sir like my god you were around you were around man slavery was just getting over they've been in in office so long oh my god don't even give me started. i just randomly came up i just thought about man so you see that old people man Mm -hmm. the plastic cleanup solar powered it allows to clean up and it's kind of wild that people are actually starting to create technology that allows the trash to be one collected from the water but two turned into something positive and since it's solar powered it doesn't require energy so you see it's recyclable (laughs) they get rid of it they clean it up so they're trying to they're trying to make it affordable they're trying to make it eco savvy and when you implement that and you do it effectively then you can start looking at doing it in the ocean how you can create something that's valuable and helpful to people yes killing out the old ones with great yes. ideas it's always people on our age people that have no restraints of getting what they want because there's some everyone's still stuck on the status quo right now mm-hmm. very true yeah. sir so yeah of course it's going to be like that i like the new ideas though yeah, it's it's not bad it allows people to then start branching off from that like you know if you have something like that you know and then having a complete 180 spin on the financial aspect yo <laughs> wall street bets is making everybody go freaking crazy because as soon as gamestop went off boom and then amc went off boom now people are starting like real financial people are starting to look at this group of individuals as game changers these are people common you know you and me maybe i mean i know a few of them have access to higher tier individuals but there's still people who you know are they at least they consider themselves normal joes (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're making good they're making good money just grouping up but it's it's still risk, but it's way better now, because because they move they move as a group, and then and now now it's offset because you know everything builds up, and then a new layer falls, a new layer falls. So now you don't know are you going with your group, are you going with the group, are they lying, 
mm-hmm. or are they really being honest? And you don't know if they're lying because it just builds layers of deceit now. And so exactly. now you can look at the, you can look at the vlog, and you have to really be able to read in between the lines. And it's like people having to now finally start to one find easier access to more financial information, like you know, on our presenters for hires, our first gig uh, is the introduction to investments. As well as we also have more um, investment-based instructional presentations, because uh, I think you also said that you're starting or or you got uh, some uh, organizational application called Mind Map or something like that that can help you even enhance the presenters for hires uh, to the next level, which would allow being able to be the bridge between you know, like Wall Street bets and common Joes that want to know a little bit more about what's going on and allow them to pretty much take the gig that we have available and you know present information that they would actually want and need based off of their desire to understand what's going on because everybody wants to get into wall street bets and get onto the winning ticket you know what i'm saying but if you don't even know what they're talking about it makes it very hard to stay in part of the conversation and you know fred since this was your great idea to be able to have you know two like-minded individuals learn as much as they can um about a topic and then present it and you know get paid for it what was your mindset when you actually thought about you know having that opportunity to work with a close friend as well as teach somebody who you might not have thought uh you know didn't you know didn't want to hear you but now you can actually teach them about something they want to know and something that you know and understand well first i'm surprised they want to listen I, I like I like talking. First of all, I like talking. And I like talking about things I like to talk about. And first, I like to, I like to learn, and that co- co- coincides perfectly. And then being able to talk, so I like I like to pass on information. And then mind maps combined with that helps organize my thoughts, and then organize mm-hmm. the thoughts that I'm gonna um, disseminate out to others after learning. So I can learn it, plot it out on mind maps. And then I can reorganize it in bite-sized pieces using the mind maps that then I can explain to other people in simple manners and how our brain thinks. Like I was doing a lot of research on mind maps in the last few days because it's very, um, very productive. And it's also changing the way I'm note-taking now, just from the couple days I've used it. Just because it works so much more in like working with the colors, working with the trees of connecting ideas and how you only use one word per um, connection. So that way you have to really think about it and um, combine all the thoughts that you're trying to think for that one, that multiple ideas into one overarching word. And so that way when you really, you really got to think about it, you got to spend a little bit more time actually understanding what it is. Because you can't, if you don't understand what it is, you can't come up with that one word. And also, mm-hmm. <laughs> it also um, introduced a new aspect I didn't realize, which I'm learning new vocabulary words come like, I, I know what I want it to mean, but I don't know the word for that. So then I find myself Googling, Googling, what is this? What word means this? <laughs> so I'm just adding words to my vocabulary. But back to back to presenters for hire, though. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to learn with someone I'm so close with, you, of course, and then being able to turn that out into something that I could teach somebody else who didn't know something in the beginning. Because what I, what I find intriguing is giving somebody the power to do something they didn't know just through information. Because if they didn't even know how to what what a what a Wall Street bet is or even what a stock is 
or, or how to um, invest in general or what, what a stock broker is, they wouldn't even know that they could invest. And so just learning a tiny little something, just learning a little nugget of information opens up a whole new world of possibilities. And that's something I've been learning myself over this past year. It's just like, as I traverse on this journey of, mm-hmm. of called life and like productivity and trying to strive for something and aiming for a goal mm-hmm. and just aiming to learn every day, it's just interesting how much your mind changes because of the things you didn't see the day before. Mm. You just don't, you don't, and you can't really understand that until you, you pass that line. It's like, it's like, right. you won't really understand that you're married until you walk past that line. You're married and all the flowers <laughs> are throwing. You're like, oh my God, I'm married. I got the ring. I got the husband and wife. You know what I mean? Like once you pass that line, like that new thought enters your head. You're like, oh my God, I didn't know. I didn't know this was a possibility. That's why, that's why learning is an addiction. Learning is an addiction yes. once you actually find, learn to enjoy it. Yes. Especially the things and the topics that intrigue you. And make it feel like you didn't spend a single second on it and you blink and like a couple hours go by. Like, that's why I was saying when you stumble upon a problem and like you blink and like three or four hours go by and you were just trying to solve that problem. Those are the problems I absolutely love. I know most people hate those problems, but those are the problems that I feel like actually mold me and build me because I could have quit within two or two hours or two hours and 58 minutes. I could have quit the minute right before I would have. Bro, Kobe said it better. Job not done. <laughs> you know, it's like, I, I just keep thinking about that. Rest like, what if, what if in the next couple of minutes, I'm going to have that solution? But I gave up right before with, I was too frustrated. And through so many failures and setbacks in my life, I feel like that is what differentiated me towards where I'm currently at now and towards where I'm heading at is I'm starting to have a little bit more patience in the process. I'm starting to have a little bit of a, more of a belief system in myself and my team, those I'm surrounding myself, that we're going to do this. We're going to get through the thickness in order to get to the ease of life. We're going to be able to do this not only because we have belief in ourselves, trust, loyalty. We have all the foundations solidly, not only because of that, but because we also have this mindset of learning from our mistakes, as well as trying never to give up when we're confronted with a problem. Because whenever we stumble upon a problem that we can't go forward or move, it's like, I feel like, you know, and just to throw Joe Budden under the bus, it's like, if you're not trying to fix a problem, you can't just cut it loose. Like, that's not solving (laughs) a problem. Like, you don't just let it go. You try to resolve it, especially if it's people that you can consider family, like, you know, people that either attended your wedding, you know, godfathers to your children. Sometimes a resolution is a dissolution. That's deep. Nah, but he he jumped too quick to there though. He jumped too quick. Yeah, it's like like you don't <laughs> cut people off. That brothers, you know, it's like these are people that you grow together, and people that you um, you know, hopefully die with together. These aren't people that you see a little discord and you say, "This can't do." That's not dope, you know. So that's why having that mindset and having individuals who have that hunger that desire not only to learn but to be able to prosper and share that information with others and it's just like we're not being selfish we're just asking for you know compensation for us busting our heads trying to figure out all these endless problems and trying to crunch up complicated information honestly honestly that 
and it's 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 also how do we use a passion we have of of learning to to also be able to learn full time and and learn what we want to learn because we're not gonna be able to learn for free. <laughs> it's not back in the day where you got paid by a kingdom on a retainer for you to be a scholar. <laughs> you got to get a job. You got to find some way to make money. So why not make money through your passion and also through helping others? Because I mean, the best way to make money is fits all three. And one of the things that I try to equate the presenters to higher concept, it's just simply like we want to become so learned <laughs> in a topic that we're capable of speaking and dialoguing and giving much more depth than the ordinary individual who even the individual who has a master's degree in that field might want to look at what we have to present because it's a different vantage point especially with a lot of information nowadays that gets completely distorted we want to have a solid base of information that people can rely on and when people have a solid base of knowledge to go to not only would it be almost like a talking presentation slash talking wikipedia slash talking library but it's also individuals who are trying to give you the best information regarding whatever said topic that we were hired to do and that's something that i feel like is very very hard to pass up on and that's something that i'm very proud of uh that fred and progress was able to progress into wanting to take his learning and his transformation not only to another level but literally to teach people and just get a slight compensation back like that's that's, <laughs> that's pretty cool you know it's almost like teachers that get paid for just teaching um i mean that's a that's a dream man hey martha Luther king had a real dream Teacher got paid more than forty thousand. Man, <laughs> I know if teachers got paid more than forty bands, people would try to be teachers tomorrow. Yeah, teachers, that's not if, valuable. If teachers got paid like the median wage in this country, more people would try to become teachers. Think about it. You just gotta pass on your your current knowledge to the next generation in a cohesive, understanding way. Test them once a week. You know, it, that's because you know break. My engineering mind just breaks down teaching into a logical and you know repetitive manner. You work like what eight, nine months out of the year, so you got the summer off pretty much. You don't have to do your job for like two months and a half. That's pretty rad. Hmm. Oh yeah, I would, yeah, that is true though. Do they? Do they? I wonder about teachers. Do they really just get like two months and a half off? Like what do they do? Yeah, they do no they prep just, work or nothing. Nah, they do prep work like two weeks before school or something like oh, that. So they just get to chill. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, just they get they do like two weeks before, two weeks after, and then some of them have to take like certain tests or whatever during the summer. But it's still, it's like you just go walk walk in one day and take a test, just like licensing for you know whatever kind of job you have. You have that's to crazy. Do that's just like police; they're under te under tested. You think so? Yeah, man, those are the people who be teaching the mind, our young minds. Are they that easy to be a teacher? Damn, I didn't think about it like that. Yeah, man, because they they don't think about it like that because they just teaching a, a pre prepared curriculum of brainwashing stupidity and, and some basic math <laughs> stuff. That we need to learn. <laughs> All they got to do is be able to reverberate words and, and like have a little direction in them. <laughs> like yeah, what? That's the important. No, no disrespect to y'all teachers that actually are out there wanting to teach young minds. I'm just saying, like. The hey, outlook on teachers is bleak. Hey, I got a lot of disrespect for teachers that ain't trying to teach 
the way you're supposed to learn. So any teacher that tried to teach me a way I wasn't supposed to learn, yeah, disrespect. Because <laughs> you know, you know, there's some teachers out there that just do it for a check, man. Oh man, and, don't get me started on the the bad PE teachers, him. The do it for a check and and do it for the government benefits. Then I'm like, I love those teachers that they literally do it with the heart and passion. Like my favorite teacher, Ms. Mendez, man, yo. Shout out Ms. Mendez because she stuck to me through thick and thin. Man, I was that one kid that would just know most of the answer, blurt him out all the time. And as soon as I would, I would just talk to everybody else in class. And no matter where she would move me, I'm still talking to somebody. <laughs> I'm still talking no matter what. And it's just like, Ms., the test is over. Why is he talking to me? It's like, hey, be quiet. And it's like, Miss, I'm already done. Can I leave? <laughs> like, no, you can't leave, but you got to be quiet. It's like, oh, I probably got like an 80 or something. Like, can I start grading my word? Like, come on. Why is everyone so slow? <laughs> it's like, oh, she wanted to like kill me so much. I like, but those teachers that didn't let me, you know, that didn't like all of and stuff. Yeah. Like she, she kept me in the class because she could have kicked me out of the class so many times. Um, <laughs> I was so disruptive in that class. You know, especially coming from Ed White, where everybody was disrupted. <laughs> but even the teachers had to even the teachers had to fight the students in order to gain attention and respect, <laughs> and just, or just accept it, yeah, yeah, or just take it and just like I'll wait until everyone's done talking and just wait a whole forty five minutes, and then the last five minutes, everybody quiets down. <laughs> like yeah, I'm so the calm is only only like a few days out of out of the um school year, you know, it's gonna be calm, which is like the pizza days. Anyone yeah, fighting on pizza days? You ever you ever you had, get your pizza? You ever had you ever had that substitute teacher in Ed White or whatever where she was like that? She's like, I'll wait until y'all be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, we had this lady that did it twice. Wait, like or five three minutes. Times. Wait, like five minutes. No, no one was quiet, and she just gave up. <laughs> she, we was just talking. I was. We was all just talking for a whole like 45, 55 minutes, and she was just like sitting there, just like they're really gonna let me just sit here they're so disrespectful and then like literally last five minutes you are the worst kids i've ever did for the last 50 years of my substitute <laughs> teaching career da, da, da. i was just like man i feel so bad that she took this job <laughs> that's what man that's why my mom my mom was doing um substitute teaching i was like and she kept coming back saying how much the kids loved her and how nice they were i'm like wow what a contrast of what i expected I was like, I'd be, I'd be wondering, like, do my, did my mom be lying? Like, you had a great day, my work. He's like, yeah. I was like, did she really? Like, she's just not <laughs> trying to, she's just not trying to get me to worry. Cause I'd be thinking about that. Like, when people ask me how my day was at work and I have a terrible day, I'd be like, it was all right. Cause I'm not gonna go into details about how it was a terrible day. Cause if I tell you how it was a terrible day, you're gonna think whatever you thought was a terrible day to you, I'm gonna make it seem like it's nothing. Yeah, there's no there's no point for it. Yeah. And then it's just like comparing like, you know, yang and yang, like which one's worse? And it's like, uh, I mean, depends on the magnitude of the person of how they see and what they value that is important. But, you know, because I, I was always thinking about that. You know, do our parents ever like downplay anything that happened at work type of thing? Mm -hmm. like any injuries or whatever like they seriously got injured and like they're so stuck up and proudful that they're not going to tell us hey i got injured at work i mean i wouldn't be surprised 
Plus, they feel that they feel like they're an adult. I wouldn't be surprised if they would. Yeah, especially as kids, because I, you know, whenever I think of you know stuff like workers' compensation, I always think like, dang, why do people have so much pride that they don't want like workers' comp or like unemployment? <laughs> I think people don't want to appear to be wanting handouts. Like especially this country, Not the has ones who it. Actually, the ones who really need handouts don't want to ever look like they need handouts. It's, yeah, it's like and, this and the ones who don't it. are like completely proud and 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 completely willing to look like they need handouts. Like they'll, they'll get some makeup and everything. So it's so oh such a God. weird contrast when you think about it. It's just like when you're in need, you don't want to look like you're in need, but you really yeah. need. That's that's I guess that's the way of life at times when you know you have to look at things in a superficial way, but. Yeah, that's honestly what we have so far with regards to this current week's wrap-up. You know, last thing I do want to touch base because, I, you know, we already talked about the ransomware stuff, and it's kind of crazy. The United States was able to pretty much, like, steal the money back. You know what I'm saying? They were actually able to steal the money back. Yo, talk Bro, about... I, I talk didn't believe about, in them. I thought they only could kill terrorists. Like, I thought, you know, like, we don't compromise with terrorists. Only when they're in the flesh and blood we can shoot them. But then otherwise, we got to pay them Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, they took 75. And, it, and it's just like, oh, my gosh, this is now like pirating, just like Blackbeard back in the day. It's like and now it's, it's all like, online now. Everybody yeah, now it's fingers. all online. And now the government has their own privateers called white hat hackers. The Internet is now the sea. Pirates, man. Yeah, it's literally the World Wide Web. The, ocean. the open ocean <laughs> yeah and it's like nicopengan.com is now this brand new ship and gathering a nice going merry crew you know what i'm saying getting people involved but soon we're gonna have some uh podcast that we're gonna list on the website fip designs right is gonna help me out with that i'm, try, I'm gonna try and see we'll see you know fip designs a company that fred and probably anybody, want, anybody want to um hear that out FIP Designs is going to uh, be a web design company and they're going to be uh, looking to start revamping the website, adding a lot of different podcasts because we have a lot of different friends who do a lot of different things. And so we know that the people who listen to Argue Bros might like different things, um, not only just random talks about topics and arguments and friction and back and forth and random, you know, talking about the past, but perhaps you might like marketing. Uh, Perhaps you might like storytelling. Perhaps you might like deep diving thinking. Um, you know, we're going to have a lot of different people that are going to be able to uh, get hyperlinks onto that page, as well as we're also still looking for more content writers for the website and blog of NicoPingan.com. Um, so if you guys have any interest in either becoming a content writer, blog writer, promoter, or just want to get involved or give us a shout out, uh, you can contact us at nicopengan1 on twitter or you can hit me up on my email nicopengan1 at gmail.com yeah we're very open and to discussions we're grassroots up in the comers all welcome just come with some opinions some ideas and willing to um put some work in we'll see what you got we'll see what we got and then we'll make stuff happen other than that presenters for hire also on deck in regards to information uh, Argue Bros out. You've been listening to Argue Bros. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and leave us a review to let us know what you think. 
keep listening and we'll catch up with you next week.